Okay, so we're with Benson McKay, uh, The Tales of Boba Fett, Star Wars fan fiction film. It's four minutes long. It's uh, what's J and so it's it's made by J and J Studios on the they have a YouTube channel, right? And this film, you can people can already watch it now on YouTube. It's, I think uh, it's already got eleven thousand views. So what's J and J Studios? They make a lot of like fan fiction films. Yeah, so J and J was started by um, Johnny and Justin Gallo, the brothers. And they um, they just started doing fan films, starting with Avatar, uh, The Last Airbender. And my friend Jeff got involved with them. And then Jeff brought me along to do some video projects with them. And I edit some stuff. And then we talked about doing a Star Wars thing. And um, I volunteered to to write and direct it. And so that's what they do. But yeah, they, I guess so far they just do mostly Avatar stuff. So... Boba Fett's kind of a break from the norm for them. Gotcha. And you're um, one would assume you're a big Star Wars universe fan. Uh, mostly the originals. I grew up on the originals. Uh, when we get into like prequel stuff, like I like Clone Wars, I don't know much about them other than what's in the movies. But yeah, I I do like I it definitely appeals to me. Um, so Boba grew up Fett's, with it anyway. So Boba Fett. I was just talking to to. Uh... I was just talking about this the other day because we saw uh, Boba Fett at the toy store and I was talking to somebody about the the origin story of him because I was saying like, this is like different generations. I think we're from the same generations. We watched the originals. It was like, he shows up and like, he's in the movie for like, in Empire Strikes Back for like two minutes, right? Yeah. And then, yep. then, <laughs> then like, then but all the kids, all we all have the toy. And we all love this character, yeah. even though he's barely in the movie. Why do you think that he jumped out from from Empire and became such a such an iconic character? I don't know, because he he kind of went out like a punk in Episode Six. Um, but then when Lucas did his uh, his original, like or his, um, he came out like a punk. Yeah, like, yeah, he got he got knocked. The jetpack got knocked out, and he fell in the Sarlacc. It's like he didn't go go out with a cool fight, you know. It's just like, oh man. Well, that Luke kind of just kind of kicked, like he just kind of like destroyed everybody pretty quickly in that movie, right? And, true, uh, true. But I I think the reason why he was such a popular figure was, well, first of all, I think the toys they they advertise him quite a bit, but mostly just like the unknown behind who this masked guy is. Like, I mean, it's like I don't know. Sometimes like not knowing an origin of something makes it more interesting. Like, um xenomorph from alien you know it's it's this unknown creature that completely destroys the nostromo it's like well why where does it come from so it's like i don't know you can speculate your own ideas so i remember he had the big like the big what do you call it the the torpedo or what would you call the thing in his back like a uh, rocket like a, a rocket, a jetpack yeah. rocket, yeah. A jetpack. So that was what that was what the toy was cool. It's so funny because it's like it's the it's the mind of the child, right? Because it's like you're right. Yeah. This character's in the movie for two minutes. They but they make a toy out of it, and then the toy is so cool, all the kids want it, and then they, and then of course when you open the package, you see the name, and you get the, you know, that kind of like primary version of like what they think of the character, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now he's 21st century, like 40 years later, he's like, he's in all these like shows and stuff, right? Yeah. It's like the population, the popularity never died. Even like, and to the great, even like, even knowing his backstory with Django Fett and everything, people still enjoy him. People still like that, you know, the 
I don't know, bounty hunter plays by his own rules, you know. Yeah. And you can see like in the as the it's like it's so funny because that kind of character, kind of like the bad guy that we love we love, like the yeah. you know what I mean? Like the 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 what do you call it? the maverick, the maverick kind of person, yeah. right? Does his own maverick shit. the outlaw, you know, yeah, the outlaw pirates, stuff like that. Yeah. The Western kind of cowboy, I guess, right? Right. Yeah. So so basically, so then it becomes so obviously the Star Wars like does we have the three originals and then what 16 17 years later he does the prequels lucas does the prequels and then there's a little bit of a lull and all of a sudden all these movies come out these star wars movies come out right like and it seems like there's one every year yeah <laughs> one every year or a show every year the new show every year and it's like it's yeah. like it's like it's over it seems like it's like uh what do, what do you call it it's like it's there's too much of it i guess too much of a good thing it's diluting it yeah i, I think that's what liam neeson said when they interviewed him and it's like mm-hmm. yeah i I somewhat agree. Sometimes it's nice to have just a little of a good thing rather than a lot of it because you kind of just start spreading it thin. You know, it's like, where else can you go? It's like, oh, well, you know, plus I, and also I think another problem is, uh, and this is one of my issues I have sometimes is I speculate in my head, my head canon on what things should be. And I know it's impossible to cater to everyone's needs. It's an impossibility. But like I have specifics in my head to the point where if it doesn't show up, it's like, oh, I would have done it differently. And then I get disappointed with certain things and, you know, nothing can get away from like good, like just proper storytelling. Yeah. But specifics on, you know, oh, how they should have introduced Boba Fett in the new show or whatever, you know, I would have done differently. But then like you would have done it differently. It's like they can only pick one way. Yeah. It's like, well, I heard there's a certain population in the fanboy Star Wars universe that is a little bit vocal sometimes. I, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Some can be pretty vocal about things. It's like, to, to a point where it's like, it's kind of mean-spirited sometimes. But, uh, I don't know. Well, they, yeah, it, it's, you can, you can, you can have a whole discussion about that just because it's not their product. They, they, they take ownership of something that's, that as a fan, yeah. right? But that's what you do. That's what you came in. So basically, it's so interesting that okay, so you make this film. So is it always going to be just like a four or five minute film, like a short kind of like origin story? Yeah, it's. We just wanted to do a short thing because we 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 really liked how um, they introduced Boba Fett in the Mandalorian the first time you see him. He just he goes like ham on everybody, like beating up all the stormtroopers and everything. Yeah, everything. That's that's pretty dang cool. So we wanted to do something like that. You know, just do a story of Boba Fett just wreaking havoc on these smugglers, you know, to get what he needs. So it was always it was all supposed to be just a short, but you know. And then you bring out the to bring the characters from the first uh, Star Wars, well, the four, whatever you know, the, the original Star Wars movie in the desert. What are those those little creatures called? Oh, the Jawa. Yeah, the Jawas. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so how do you pull that off when the when you're making the film? Well, okay, so originally it was supposed to be a Rodian, you know, like a Greedo. But the costume, whoever had the costume, I think it, it didn't look as convincing enough. And, but the this lady, she had um, a Jawa costume and it looked great. And uh, Johnny, his, uh, that's his, uh, that's his, um, oh gosh, it's his brother-in-law, I think, little kid, played the Jawa. And we just thought it would just be kind of fun to have a Jawa 
be with this group of smugglers and stuff kind of different you know it's not quite like an alien like a like a rodian or something but uh still kind of something different kind of oh, so it was a kid who, who plays the who plays them. it was a kid who played the the jawa yeah did you do something in post with the eyes then or yeah so we kind of put a mask around the eyes darkened the like the the inner cloth because it was it was pretty visible when we were editing it and so we went through put a mask around the head and brighten the eyes put a little glow to the eyes gotcha and then so how do you it's like the you have a great opening with like the 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 the, the, the one-man ship i guess going down to the planet how do you do that you just do that all in post-production yeah so johnny and the gosh i can't remember his name but our, our visual effects guys they did that and i i believe it was in blender um that they did it in and johnny he he got one of the he just got like a, a model of the slave one um but they i think they used for the game battlefront it was free to use and so he used that and composite it into this this landscape gotcha so like yeah and then, so dude, the way you tell the story too is that because Bobo Fett kind of doesn't show up into like not until it's a four minute film, but he doesn't show up like until a minute in. So you're kind of teasing his intro, I guess, right? Yeah. And then he just like beats everybody up and like kicks some ass. Beats them all up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, how do you find where did you find the costume, his costume? Uh, Jared, he's a Cosmo, or he's with the 501st, the, um, because it's like a a group who dresses up in stormtrooper costumes, Darth Vader, whatever. And I think they believe the the five hundred first, and they do like charity events, things like that. We go to a um, like fan X comic cons, and we found one of the guys there, Jared, who had the costume, and um, he was willing to be part of it because you know he loves Boba Fett. Obviously, he has the costume, so um, we invited him, and he was happy to be our Boba Fett. Gotcha. And then, and then, so basically you just, you kind of like, just like tell this, this, this certain story, but it's like a teaser to a next film, another film I'm, I'm assuming, right? Kind of. Yeah. We wanted to leave it open just in case. Um, so we, and I'm glad a lot of fans got this, that the very end, the, um, the ship that flies in pursuit of him Love is him the Falcon. outrider. Uh, kind of, it's, it's a, it's not the YT thirteen hundred. It's the it's a YT something else. Like I don't know the nomenclature, but it belongs to a character named Dash Rendar, who was uh, who's had ties with Han Solo, and you you um, I don't know if it's canon anymore. I think Disney got away with it, but it's from the book uh, Shadows of the Empire. Okay, but it's also the game that was for the Nintendo sixty four and everything like that. It was man, such a fun game, but um, yeah, it was the Outrider and super pleased that a bunch of fans got that so we left it open in case we want to do a sequel maybe a confrontation between boba fett and dash rendar and you did you you shot this in in your where you live and you live in utah correct yeah shot it up in the canyons like 15 20 minutes from where i live it's actually a paintball course <laughs> so luckily paintballers weren't there that day though <laughs> and so everybody like so then you did who did the the post like the the sound design so i did the sound design um mm -hmm. most of it johnny and i did it i did the big bulk of it and johnny added mo a lot of the foley and the alien noises um because I, I couldn't get that i tried doing it with my voice 
and I just, I couldn't get it right. It just sounded weird. So um, he went in and did that. Um, we added just really cool effects on the stuff. And uh, I don't know if, um, <clears throat> excuse me, there's like this cool, like little predator sound we added um, that we found in a the library. From, that sounds very similar to the the predator from the movies. Yeah. Like, that'd be perfect to add that in there. Cause you know, Boba Fett's the predator about to prey on his victim so so what, how how's the the film react what's the reaction to the to the film so far pretty good pretty positive um eleven eleven thousand views it's you know i think that's pretty pretty good most you know most of the most of any video i've made but uh i like looking through the comments a lot of a lot of people are pretty generous <laughs> saying like this is better than you know a hollywood studio could do and it's like oh, no no but it's it was still fun you know, they, um, I, it's, it's, I like the fact that people are pretty positive on it. It's, um, it feels good. That's saying a lot for like the, the Star Wars universe, not that, not mm -hmm. to be down on them. Right. But yeah, they can get a little finicky sometimes. Yeah. And then, so you, what did you think about the audience? Uh, we send the audience to you for Mar Festival. What did you think what they had to say about your film? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but there's like, they were kind of on with the, you know, the reason why we made this. And it was, I get validating, I guess might be the right word to say it. Like I always welcome constructive criticism as well, but um, it's just nice to see like a well received, you know, feedback to something you worked on. Like, especially because during the process, I was kind of, when I was editing it, it was like, I just, I was not convinced it was going to work out. But Johnny was like, no, no, keep going. It's good. It's good. And it's like his enthusiasm kind of built up my enthusiasm. And then after putting the effects in there and then the sound effects, it's like from this project, I didn't really have much hope in, in the editing turned yeah. out to be something that I was actually pleased with. And then seeing like the, the reactions from it kind of validated that, okay, it's a, uh, it's actually not as bad as I initially thought it was in post. So. And these are just average, you know, fans, I guess, right? I'm, I, I think everybody, you know, in 2023 knows what Star Wars is, but they're just like they're yeah, not like yeah. super fans, right? They don't know like all these little like Easter eggs that you're you're giving us, it's right? Like, right? Okay, watch, they're enjoying the journey, I guess, right? Yeah. So that's yeah, that's the, it's so cool to, to see. So you are you gonna make uh, are you like so are you gonna work with J and J Studios again? Yeah, we actually just we filmed earlier this year a um a little fight between two characters from the Avatar Last Airbender universe, Sokka and Suki. And um we finished editing that and now Jeff and um Johnny they're doing um finishing the post stuff with sound, they're doing the sound effects for that and um a little bit of um what do you call it? like visual effects for it. So hopefully that should be coming out pretty soon. That's that was pretty fun to to edit that one gotcha. fun little fight scene so they love the avatar films yeah yeah they love they i think the johnny he, he originally wanted to do it when netflix when there were some years ago when they acquired it or something they started doing it but uh, and then they was put on hold for a while and now i guess they're the netflix is doing um another or a, a live version of it pretty soon so well, I wish you the best of the best of luck with this film. I'm glad you guys submitted to, to this art festival. And uh yeah, don't be a stranger. We'd love to show more of your work and uh 
these are not easy films to make because people think that oh there's already a product but you have yeah. to like get you have to dive into this universe you have to dive into this world and it, it has to look real right and you, you don't have right 100 million dollars to do it no like barely any money at all to do it just relying on a lot of uh you know friends and family to help you make it you know maybe a little bit of cash here and there but yeah. So yeah, so hopefully, hopefully the next films go go well, and uh, looking forward to seeing what you do next. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemazo, Hasenbemper Incorporated. We're gonna do it. Give us any chance, we'll take it. We're any rule, we'll break it.